Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, good morning, students, and happy Tuesday to you. And uh, man, thanks so much for checking out our second devotional, uh, or I guess it's our third, actually, devotional through kind of the specific Easter series where, man, our goal is this week to look at the last week of Jesus' life leading up to his death, burial, and resurrection, looking up to that. And um, and really, my prayer is that we're just enamored and just amazed at who Jesus is and what he came to do. And remember, the Gospels uh, spend so much time on the, la- on the last week of Jesus' life. I mean, Mark spends on almost 25% of his book there. Um, Actually, even a little more than 25%. Matthew spends 25% of his book there. Luke spends a ton of time there. So the Gospels are ushering us to the last week of Jesus' life. So I think it's good that we stop and read through that today. And talking about being amazed by Jesus, um, one of the stories that we're going to look at today with Jesus is one of those stories for me where I read it and I'm just completely amazed, completely enamored at who he is and what he does. And it's the story where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. So John chapter 13 has that story. So let's just read it. And I'm going to read it a little bit and uh, probably talk through it some. And then we'll wrap it up at the end about the two things we really need to see in this passage. Uh, But John 13 says this, now, before the feast of the Passover, now, now remember the Passover, because that's big in the last week of Jesus' life, is it's the week of Passover where they're looking back and they're celebrating when God brought the people of Israel out of Egypt. Okay? So, so notice, um, I would say irony or coincidence, but it is not coincidence. This is the sovereign hand of God, that the same week that they're celebrating God's deliverance in the past, Jesus is about to deliver his people and us on the cross, which is so cool. It's one of the coolest things in the Bible for me. Um, but it says, before the Feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew, he, he knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from the supper and he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Um, You know, I I had this thought when I read this because it says that Jesus knew that he'd come from the Father and that he was going to the Father, right? Um, And then he gets down and he washes his disciples' feet. In in the most intense moments or leading up to the most intense moments of Jesus' life, he serves here. And and I wrote down this statement just thinking through it. Um, You know, you live differently when you know where you're going. I want to say that again. Man, you live differently when you know where you're going. And Jesus is about to endure the cross, and we know that this is going to be agonizing for him because the Bible is going to paint a picture for us where Jesus literally sweats drops of blood because it's so intense, and just the the stress, the anxiety is that real for him. But ultimately, he knows he's going back to the Father. He knows where this is going, and so in this moment, he says, I don't need to be so concerned and worried about what's happening. I have an opportunity to serve right here. And man, I would just say, before we continue reading, what, what a word for us today where we see so 
many people freaking out, so many people um, literally hopeless. And as Christians, man, we know where we're going. We, we know that Jesus beat death on our behalf. So even if we die, right, even if this thing comes to us, it, it, whatever, then we have a hope because we know where we're going, right? And when you know where you're going, it's going to change how you live in your present. And I think it's amazing here that the Bible makes it so clear that Jesus knew what was about to happen. He knew that he'd come from the Father, that he's going back to the Father, and it changed the way that he served in this moment. And when he washes his feet, disciples' feet, that is the lowest servant job you could actually have, right? Is the person who watched, washed people's feet coming into a home, that was about the lowest position that a servant could place. I mean, feet are disgusting, right? Especially walking around in sandals all the time. They're muddy, they're dirty, they're gross. And yet the servant would wash the feet. So Jesus is literally taking on the lowest form of a servant here. So look at what it says. It said, Jesus, um, or verse six, he came to Peter who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Peter's like, Jesus, what are you doing, bro? And Jesus answered him, what I'm doing now, you do not understand, but afterwards you will understand. And Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Because Peter knows how ridiculous this is, right? He says, you shall never wash my feet. But Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, then you do not share with me. So Simon Peter said, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Peter's like, wash all of me. Peter's so extra. I love it. But Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that's why he said, not all of you are clean. And then listen to what Jesus says. When he washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, and he said to them, do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and right you are, for so I am. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. For truly, as I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them." So, so I think we walk away with two things here. Is one, we really should be amazed at what just happened, right? And, and amazed at man, who Jesus is and what Jesus just did. Because whenever I read the Gospels, I always like to think of like Colossians 1 that says, in Jesus, all things are holding together. So literally right now, the universe is holding together because of Jesus. That's what Colossians 1 says. Or um, in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Right. So, so this is God in the flesh. So anytime you see Jesus stopping for a beggar, or helping out a blind person or a lame person. Anytime you see Jesus doing that, we have to understand that this is the heart of God in action. This is God in the flesh moving on behalf of these people, which is amazing, right? And so here you have God in the flesh bending down low, humbling himself to the lowest servant and washing his own disciples' feet, which is just absolutely Amazing, incredible. We should be amazed at that. And then also consider what the picture Jesus painting is, is he's serving them here in this way. And he's ultimately about to serve his disciples by, by serving them, by giving his life for us. Like that's the ultimate servant, right? Read Isaiah 53, the suffering servant. He's laying down his life for his sheep. And so this is such a beautiful picture. And that's why Jesus says, Peter, if you don't let me serve you, then we can't share together because Jesus is about to serve Peter in the ultimate way of giving up his life for him. So we, we, should just be amazed that the son of God would even humble himself to the point to do this. But, but also there's, it's got to move forward for us and move further for us than just saying, wow, that's a really cool thing Jesus did. 
Like the story has to go deeper for us than that. It's got to go further than just, wow, that's awesome, Jesus. Because did you see what he says in verse 15? He says, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. So just as Jesus has served us, just as Jesus has served the disciples here, Jesus is putting that in the hands of the disciples and saying, okay, as I have served you, now you need to go and serve others. I just want to ask you a simple question. When's the last time you've really served someone in your life? And when's the last time you've, in light of what Jesus has done for you, in light of what what God has done on your behalf, when is the last time that you've actually said, okay, I want to serve someone because Jesus served me? And maybe your your person doesn't even deserve it, or according to you, doesn't deserve it. I mean, you know, Judas, who betrays Jesus, is at this table. And the Bible gives us no indication at all. This is crazy. The Bible gives us no indication at all that Jesus was washing disciples' feet and then got to Judas and I was like, not you, bro, and then moved on to Peter, right? The Bible doesn't say that. Every indication we have is that Jesus washed even the feet of the one who was going to betray him. So man, when's the last time you've served someone? When's the last time? Not, not just to check off a moral checklist, not just because like I'm going to try to be a good person, but when, when's the last time in light of the gospel and in full understanding of what Jesus did for you, you said, I want to serve someone else. If you haven't done that in a while, man, do that today. Man, man, write someone a card that's in your life group. Man, text someone and say, man, how can I pray for you? How can I serve you? Maybe you have a neighbor who maybe is elderly that needs some groceries picked up or maybe your parents are working today and you can cut the grass or you can clean the house or you can serve them in some way. I, I, I don't know. But man, just as Jesus has served us, we should be serving other people. So, so I can't wait to keep walking through the last week of Jesus' life with you. I hope you're amazed at who he is, enamored by him. Um, tomorrow, we're going to look at the Last Supper, one of my favorite uh, things that Jesus does, one of the most mind-blowing things for me, which I actually is really cool that we're talking about the Last Supper tomorrow because, um, spoiler alert for you, for tomorrow and on a Wednesday, we're actually going to be taking communion and the Lord's Supper together um, online. We're going to be taking it there together, celebrating the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and we're going to encourage you with your family in your homes to celebrate the Lord's Supper as well. So it's pretty cool that that lines up for tomorrow. But students, I love you. Uh, Tell it all Tuesday, coming up later today on Instagram. Catch us on Instagram Live and just ask us anything, and it's random, and it's dumb, but we want to hang out with you. And so uh, come for Tell It All Tuesday. And uh, man, we love you. And I pray that you share this with someone if it was an encouragement you today. But let's be amazed at who Jesus is, amazed that he would serve us. And in light of him serving us, man, let's serve other people. I love you. And we know where we're going, man. So let's be hopeful. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 930 and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.